Welcome to the Occult London podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate us on iTunes, as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk, where you can subscribe to the show. Thank you, all of you, for all of your questions you've sent me over over the, the last sort of six months. Um, I do endeavour to answer them when I can. Um, I am very busy though so uh, thank you very much for sending questions in if anyone has any other questions then please do uh, get in contact you can reach out via Facebook or on email as I'd love to answer them uh, you can find my Facebook on the show notes or alternatively email me at awkwardlondonpodcast at gmail.com thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the show in today's episode we will be continuing our discussion on the different planetary spheres and planetary magic. I know this has taken quite a long time to release a new episode since the last one. Obviously, middle of the pandemic and COVID and work and lots of different stuff going on. So uh, apologies for the delay in getting this out to you. In today's episode, we will be discussing the planet known as Jupiter, Zeus in Greek or Tzedek in Hebrew from an esoteric and also a magical perspective. Jupiter is the largest of the planets in our solar system. It's the fourth brightest in the sky and the fifth visible planet in terms of distance from the sun. And different to the other planets, it actually radiates more heat than it absorbs from the sun, which may be one of the reasons why since the dawn of time it's very much been associated with expansion and beneficence, uh, generosity, wise rulership and also luck in money and business. It also works to expand resources and blessings infinitely with its sort of jovial power and it teaches us the correct ways through which power can be distributed through others. The goal of the sages says the following about Jupiter and I quote Jupiter is warm and moist, temperate and fortunate whence he is called the greater fortune and follows Saturn in the order of the planets. He signifies things that are subtly made, the bodies of animals, beginnings, the growth of animals, right judgment, collegiality and equality in all things, perception, gentleness, true speech, truth, right belief, faithfulness, chastity, honour, gratitude, eloquence, the sustenance of good words, good perception and intelligence, the sciences, philosophy, teaching, things obtained by correct reasoning and peace, honour received from the people, improvement in all one's business, fulfilment of petitions, the will of kings, delighting in riches and accumulating them, gentleness, liberality, sacrifices, helpers of people. In all things and all works, delighting in crowds and all crowded places, Benefactors of humanity, piety, following and upholding the law in all things. Delighting in places of the faithful, people of honest speech, decent ornament, beauty, joy, laughter and much conversation. Speaking well and gladly, benign faces as well as lovers of the good and those who abhor evil. Preachers of good words and those who perform all good deeds and avoid bad ones. Also, Melita and Denning from their excellent book Planetary Magic say the following about Jupiter. 
majestic, expansive, organising, optimistic, has an affinity with the blue sky and the sea, an overview of the unity of life, gives a sense of really responsible concern, religious and civic leadership, all that is conducive to health, prosperity and advancement, justice interpreted to fulfil the needs of those involved, benevolent power. The ancient Greeks associated Jupiter with the king of the gods Zeus, and it was also known as Phython, which means the bright one. And in the Middle Ages, it was known as the Great Benefic, due to it holding its position as the planet associated with stability, rulership and generosity. The planet was also thought to be the real kind of centre of ethics and morality within the individual in the Middle Ages. And it was also associated with the right use of power and law and also divine spiritual guidance and the archetype of the priest or the priestess, king or queen is a very good way of thinking about this planet. The divine aspect and divine guidance is also reflected in Eastern teachings that connect the planet Jupiter with the idea of the guru, where it's thought that from Jupiter radiates this light of a thousand suns, radiating the spiritual light of illumination. And this function as a spiritual teacher also has many parallels with its position on the tree of life in the sphere of Kesed, which is the sphere of mercy and also traditionally the seat of the ascended masters or teachers who no longer have the need for a physical body and who sit behind the scenes really sort of helping mystery schools, helping those on a spiritual or kind of hermetic path and guiding humanity. And it's it's really this sphere where you get the concept of the the kind of inner contact or the inner guide that is directing and helping um, from from behind the scenes. Some of the correspondences of Jupiter are, we have the Archangel Sadkiel. Um, I did an episode on Sadkiel, so if you want to find out more about him, then um, listen to that one. The angelic order is the Chasmalim, the planetary spirit is Hishmael, the planetary intelligence is Jophiel and the order of demons is the Avengers of Wickedness. Let's talk about the physical perspective of Jupiter as a planet though. So as we mentioned from a material point of view Jupiter is the largest of the planets in our solar system and the fifth in terms of distance from the sun and in contrast to the other planets it actually radiates more heat than it absorbs from the sun. The reason for this strange energetic behaviour is because Jupiter is known as what is a, it's called a gas giant um, that could potentially be considered a sun but it's never fully ignited. If it did, um, and who knows, maybe it will at one point, we would have what is known as a binary solar system. The planet Jupiter itself is made up of a vast envelope of <clears throat> gases and liquids um, and it includes 90% hydrogen and 10% helium. It's also the largest planetary atmosphere in the solar system and makes up almost the entire planet. Basically, it doesn't have a true surface with its atmosphere reaching altitudes of 5,000 kilometres. Jupiter is also similar to the Sun in that it has its own miniature solar system. Um, containing satellites or moons in orbit and it has a total of 79 moons and there may be more that we don't know about as well. The awesome heat and the gravitational power of Jupiter 
is created by the vast rotation of the planet, which takes approximately 12 hours to make a full rotation. And the heat this rotation creates makes the planet appear to bulge at the equator, which is why it's associated with this idea of expansion, um, of things things growing, things expanding out, expanding money, expanding business, expanding all those aspects because it's this expansion of material things and also consciousness. More facts about Jupiter. It has a three-ring system, uh, but it's much smaller than Saturn's. It's got a mean radius of 69,911 kilometres and a diameter of around 142,984 kilometres. Jupiter's experienced 200 times more asteroids and comet impacts than the Earth. And also, in a way, Jupiter is like almost like the solar system's vacuum cleaner because of its powerful gravity. It attracts many of the comets and asteroids to hit it rather than other planets. It's also considered to be one of the first spiritual planets in karmic astrology. So the Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus and Mars are the personality planets which represent the ego, uh, the emotions, mind, attraction and will. And Jupiter is really considered the sort of higher octave of the sun. So it embodies this power of the higher self and the upper vibrations of the personality. Jupiter has also been associated for a very long time with very kind of richness, luxury. Um, so things like blue, the colour blue, deep purple of the emperors in Rome are its colours. Purple was actually the colour that was worn by the Roman magistrates and it also became the imperial colour worn by the rulers of the Byzantine Empire and also the Holy Roman Empire and Catholic bishops. And also, interestingly, in in Japan, <clears throat> it's associated with the emperor and aristocracy. From a chakra point of view, Jupiter is connected with the brow or the anja chakra, which is indigo or purple. And from a med- medical perspective, it's meant to rule the liver. So since Jupiter is the largest planet and the liver is our largest organ. Interestingly, on this note, it's also been said that anger and bad temper can create liver problems. So through working with the aspects of Jupiter, um, some people say that you can release anger trapped in this region. Jupiter's also the ruler of the star sign Sagittarius, which again is a star sign that just that is all about expansion and moving on to new things, constantly changing um, and going in that direction. So obviously the symbol of Sagittarius is the arrow. So if you can imagine an arrow in motion is a very good way of thinking about this energetic aspects of Jupiter. From a mythological point of view, there's lots of different gods and goddesses associated with Jupiter, including obviously Zeus, who mentioned previously, Athena, Poseidon and Saravati. Zeus was the king of the Olympian gods and the supreme deity in the Greek religion and is often referred to as the father, as the god of thunder and the cloud gatherer and he controls the weather, he offered signs and omens and generally dispenses justice, guaranteeing order amongst both humans and gods from his seat on Mount Olympus. Although he is meant to have been married... um, to the titan metis and then he also marries hera zeus is also infamous for his various different affairs 
and he often transforms himself into various different incarnations to to bed various different goddesses and he has lots of different offsprings there's Hephaestus, Dionysus, um, Apollo and Artemis as well as many others. He's all about the father, the all-knowing, the king of heaven, sovereign of the deathless ones, um, divine fire, radiant, immortal head, wielder of the stars, mover of the forces of heaven, king of the earth, giver of abundance, everlasting fountain. Zeus is normally shown uh, with a thunderbolt and lightning and also the cup and the throne and it's all these kind of symbols of rulership and kingship but kingship in a correct manner sort of balanced force another god that's associated with jupiter is obviously the god jupiter who's really a roman version of zeus and the son of saturn and is also the supreme god in roman culture associated with thunder with lightning and storms as well as being jupiter elysius or one who brings forth he was the god of light, a protector of during defeat and the giver of victory. He was Jupiter Imperator, um, Jupiter Invictus, the Unconquered, and also Jupiter Triumphator. Jupiter was meant to have protected Rome in times of war and he also looks after his people, makes sure that their welfare is taken care of during times of peace and Jupiter is often portrayed with a long white beard and his symbol is this eagle atop a scepter which he carries as he sits upon his throne. As with Zeus, Jupiter has a uh, another side to him. He's got a reputation for violence and often is meant to cause men to tremble um, in fear for he can easily punish them with one of his thunderbolts. But normally in most stories he gives them a sort of fair warning before the final destructive bolt and... Yeah, you can very much see him as being this kind of positive, balanced kingship. Jupiter is normally pictured similar to Zeus, so he's got similars of symbols of rulership, where like the eagle, the oak leaf, and the thunderbolt. And there's lots of different invocations and poems to Jupiter, obviously. Uh, but I wanted to read the Orphic hymn to Jupiter, which was meant to have been read whilst suffumigating the area with incense called storax, which is a beautiful scent if anyone's ever. Uh, gets the opportunity to burn it. This is the Orphic Hymn to Jupiter. O Jove, much honoured, Jove supremely great, to thee our holy rites we consecrate, our prayers and expiations, King divine, for all things to produce, with ease through mind is thine. Hence Mother Earth and mountains swelling high, proceed from thee the deep and all within the sky, Saturnian king, descending from above, magnanimous commanding, sceptred Jove. All parent, principle and end of all, whose power almighty shakes this earthly ball. Even nature trembles at thy mighty nod, loud sounding, armed with lightning, thundering God. Source of abundance, purifying king, O various formed from whom all natures spring. Propitious, hear my prayer. Give blameless health with peace divine and necessary wealth. Another goddess that I um, want to talk about in connection to Jupiter is the goddess Mart. 
Uh, Mart is the ancient goddess, Egyptian goddess of truth, justice, harmony and balance, um, which was a concept known as Mart in Egyptian. She first appears during the period known as the Old Kingdom, which is 2613 to 2181 BCE, and is often depicted in anthropomorphic form as a winged woman, sometimes in profile with an ostrich feather on her head, or sometimes just as a single white feather. The feather of Mart was an integral part of the weighing of the heart ceremony in the afterlife where the heart of the deceased is examined and judged. This mythology actually moves into actual practice in ancient Egypt later on where you have this principle of Mart um, becomes really a sort of way of living with the right attitude and ethical and moral principles. The ancient Egyptians believe that each person is responsible for his or her own life and that every action we have to do or what we do in our lives is something you have to account for when you go through that ceremony of the weighing of the heart, when you go into the halls of judgment with Osiris. This idea is expressed very well um, by the author Margaret Bunsen when she wrote the following. Mart was the model of human behaviour in conformity with the will of the gods the universal order evident in the heavens, cosmic balance upon the earth, the mirror of celestial beauty. Awareness of the cosmic order was evident early in Egypt. Priest astronomers charted the heavens and noted that the earth responded to the orbits of the stars and planets. The priests taught that mankind was commanded to reflect divine harmony by assuming a spirit of quietude, reasonable behaviour, cooperation and a recognition of eternal quality of his existence. As demonstrated by the earth and the sky, all Egyptians anticipated becoming part of the cosmos when they died. Thus, the responsibility for acting in accordance with its laws was reasonable. Strict adherence to Mart allowed the Egyptians to feel secure with the world and with the divine plan for all creation. So Mark can be seen as being this living uh, concept and, and also a, a living goddess with each individual guiding them in the right way to live, which is very much a, a Kesed and Jupiter thing to work with. Mark has lots of different titles, um, which I think kind of reflect this really well as well, such as That Which Is True, Perfect Measure, Mart the Beautiful, Law, Justice, Truth, The Great Gift sustainer of the sun, tracer of the course of the sun, the changeless, lady of the hall of judgment. Mart is a beautiful goddess to work with and often appears as a stately and dignified woman, sometimes winged, and she holds an ankh and a papyrus scepter and wears a deep solar disc. And upon her head is a is the headdress which has the single feather of truth so definitely worth checking that goddess out it's a very very good one to work with and in the in the spirit of mart this is actually a hymn to mart which i wanted to read out which is from the temple of amun el hibis in the kargara oasis and this is the hymn to mart praise to you mart daughter of ra consort of god whom tar loves the one who adorns the breast of Thoth, who fashioned her own nature, 
foremost of the souls of Heliopolis, who pacified the two falcon gods through her own goodwill, filled the great sanctuary with life and dominion, skilled one who brought forth the gods herself and brought low the heads of enemies, who herself provides for the house of our tomb, the Lord over all, brings daily offerings for those who are on duty and in need. Magnificent, her throne before the judges of the righteous, and it is she who consumes those who are not of Mart. And that's the hymn to Mart from the temple of Amun el Hibis in the Kargar oasis. So working with Jupiter from a magical perspective, as we've seen, Jupiter magic is all about expansion, prosperity and spirituality. It's a very positive planet to work with and can really kind of bring some very miraculous results into your life. Jupiter can really help us with success in businesses, in, in our careers, in our jobs, uh, administration in the aspect of, you know, just trying to get yourself organised, trying to get your ideas in place. If, you, if you're trying to start a business or you've got some new new sort of dreams you want to manifest, um, Jupiter will actually help you to kind of start to bring all that into order as well. So it's got this very much kind of organisational um, aspect as well. can also help with things like uh, education, um, spiritual guidance and psychic development. To work magically or spiritually with the planet Jupiter, as with the other planets that we've discussed, it's a good idea to do magic on for Jupiter on a Thursday, ideally in the hour of Jupiter. Alternatively, if this doesn't work, then you can also work with the planet when the sun or the moon is in Sagittarius. October the 15th to December the 5th is the planetary period when we're all aligned with the Jupiter energy. And your own personal Jupiter period starts 208 days after your birthday and lasts for approximately 52 days. As with our previous discussions when doing magic with Jupiter, it's a good idea to source some of the key items or you know things that will correspond with the planet. Um, traditionally, there's quite a few different um, items that and materials that would, would relate to Jupiter. So for instance, the oak leaf um, crown, the cup as a symbol of abundance, the scepter, the number four, which is obviously the, the number of Kesed, uh, and the square, which is the square of, um, you know, it's kind of order, and also it's obviously got four sides. So again, that's connecting up with the Kabbalistic Tree of Life and the sphere of Kesed. Um, music, uh, Jupiter's Holst by Holst is very good to play. Um, also, if you go on YouTube, there is actually recordings of Jupiter from the from NASA, which actually works really well if you want to try and connect with that energy in a meditation. Um, playing some of the actual sounds of the physical planet is a really good way of uh, of doing that. Uh, metals, tin, zinc, and antimony. Uh, gems is sapphire, lapis lazuli, amethyst, and turquoise. Obviously, any kind of planet that would, any stone that would have a would be blue in color or indigo would work as well. And incenses, you've got like nutmeg, cloves, hyssop, and sarsaparilla. Um, it's this kind of rich, exotic, and luxurious scents um, that would work really well with that planet. 
obviously working with the planet can be as complex or as simple as you want so you can kind of go down the cabalistic route um you know where you're calling in the different archangels and all of the symbols of kesed or you can just do a simple daily meditation using the orphic hymn to jupiter or just write one yourself or also the prayers of the Higromantia are really good for working with the Jupiter energy. I just wanted to read out the the prayer to Jupiter from the Higromantia. Lord our God, the great, praised and incomprehensible, whose height of divinity is immeasurable, unto you I pray. I, the unworthy, beg the height of your compassion Hear me and make this attempt and the work I want to do to be highly effective. I conjure you, most valorous and most beneficial Jupiter, by the immeasurable ankle of God, do not disobey me. I conjure you, Jupiter, by the grace of all herbs. I conjure you, Jupiter, by your valour and justice, by your miraculous virtues, and in your following names, Misthan, Misaul, Alasknol, Pelkhawas, Abio Kesherod, Olaba Sedio Azano Maran. Turn back your foul fortune to me. Bring me only good fortune. Amen. So, um, yeah, to sum up this episode, Jupiter is really one of the most beneficial and beautiful planets to work with, and you will get really great results and blessings and joy from working with this energy. It can really help with, um, you know, if you're going through a difficult time at work or, you know, financial difficulties, which probably a lot of us are at the moment with the pandemic going on. It can also sort of balance out things as well. So if there's lots of sort of arguments and conflicts in a in your house or with your friends, the energy of Jupiter can really help to balance out those energies and provide stability and harmony as well i'd like to end this episode with a reading of the hymn to zeus by the stoic philosopher cleantes of assos who was a greek philosopher who lived between 330 bc and 230 bc and was the successor of zeno of citium as the second head of the stoic school in athens and this is the hymn to Zeus. Most honoured of immortals, many named one, ever omnipotent. Zeus, prime mover of nature, steering all things by your law. Greetings, for it is proper for all mortals to speak to you. For we all descend from you, bearing our share of your likeness. We alone, of all mortal creatures that live and move on earth. So I shall make song of you constantly, and sing forever of your might. Truly this whole universe, spinning around the earth, obeys you wherever you lead, and willingly submits to your rule. Such is the servant you hold in your unconquerable hands, a double-edged, fiery, ever-living thunderbolt, for by its strikes all the works of nature happen. By it you direct the universal region which pervades all things, intermixing with the great and small lights of the heavens. Because of this you are the greatest, the highest ruler of all, 
Not a single thing that is done on earth happens without you, God. Nor in the divine, heavenly splendour sphere, nor in the sea. Except for what bad people do in their foolishness, but you know how to make the crooked straight and to bring order to the disorderly. Even the unloved is loved by you, for you have so joined all things into me, the good and the bad, that they all share in a single unified, everlasting reason. It is shirked and avoided by all of the wicked among mortals. The wretched, whoever longing for the getting of good things, neither see nor hear God's universal law, by which obeying with understanding they could share in the good life. But instead they chase after this and that far from the good, some in their aggressive zeal for fame, others with a disordered obsession with profits, still others in indulgence and the pleasurable exertions of the body. They desire the good but are carried off here and there, all the while in zealous pursuits of completely different outcomes. But Bountiful's use, shrouded in dark clouds and ruling the thunder, protect human beings from their ruinous ignorance, scatter it from our souls, grant that we might obtain true judgment on which you rely to steer all things with justice, so that having won honour we may honour you in return, constantly singing of your works as it is proper for mortals to do, Neither mortals nor gods have any greater privilege than to make everlasting song of the universal law in justice. Thanks very much for joining us this week on the Occult London podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it once again. Apologies for the long period of no episodes. Um, but the, hopefully this will be the beginning of a whole lot more exciting stuff coming out. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for all of your support and the messages I've received and the follows and the reviews, etc. It's really helped us to promote this podcast. So really, really appreciate it and sending out lots of love to you all. Please make sure to visit our website at occuplondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. Thank you.